This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. It's a comic book show where we take books from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then you give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Uh, so, I just got my notification, did you? Make sure to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and click the bell to get notifications. I just got mine on my phone, and uh, nice. it's a little bit intrusive, but you know what? I'm glad I get those notifications, because sometimes I never know when something's coming out. We've it's had true. a number of videos that have come out recently where I've had some people say, I just found this. Yeah. Like, a week after it launched, and yeah. that's not the way we want to do things. No. Hopefully uh, all that... Uh, didn't scare you away. Let's jump into it. Uh, before we do, I'm going to read the first two. Uh, Gusta uh, FB says, hey, not going to be able to stay for long, but I thought I'd pop in. Have a good day. You too, man. Thanks, Thank you Gustav. very much. Hopefully you uh, suck around for the beginning intro. Uh, well, maybe you'll check out the show. Gustav uh, was was clearly up late last night because we were over, over on the Purple Channel. <laughs> yes. By the way, uh, twitch.tv slash TV. Watch her on Wednesdays and Sundays Kill, play video games. Killed Ludwig. You did. And I believe there's a highlight on that <laughs> you can watch. So of you happy. actually succeeding in doing it. Oh, my poor cat. Adam Asamoah <laughs> first. Yes, the boys. I know, right? The boys. I know. Like, I not, I, I'm not. I'm going to give this show a real, a real fair shake. Yeah. And Jordan helping us out. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. Uh, so let's jump into them. Uh, the first book I guess what I want to talk about today is a book that I heard them announcing a while back, and I'm like, why would they do this? Mm -hmm. And then they did it, and I read it because I'm like, what? How what? How audacious! They're like, hey, you know what you haven't asked for ever? An Invisible Woman series. So Mark Wade did this mini series. I believe it's five issues. I don't remember. Uh, mm -hmm. With uh, Mata De Julius. Mattia. Mattia De Julius. I think it's an I. Oh, Julius? I don't know. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> this is a book where they basically are like, hey, you know how like the Invisible Woman can turn invisible? Yeah. What if they like did this way before she, like right before she got married to Reed Richards, she was a secret agent for S.H.I.E.L.D. using her invisibility powers to help like pull off some espionage uh, you know, before the Iron Curtain fell or whatever. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it, it, it does, doesn't it? Uh, so it goes... From like a flashback where he introduced like this sexy other agent that Sue works with who okay. calls her Stormy because her last name is Storm. And, uh, you know, she has a temperamental personality or something. Okay. Uh, the point is he's got this like term of endearment for her and her whole foible, if you will, is uh, that she will not kill people. That despite the fact that she's on these like high risk missions for the government where you are authorized to use lethal force, she refuses to do it. Well, it works for Batman. It does work for Batman. Uh, sometimes. Uh, the, the Joker might argue against it. But uh, in, in any case, uh, Sue basically has this kind of like flashback adventure where we meet some folk. Uh, she then goes to her wedding, Mary's Reed. We get an introduction to Sue Storm, if you didn't know who she was already. Uh -huh. Sets you up for like what her status quo is. And then uh, she gets a call from the new government uh, head group because S.H.I.E.L.D. is no more. So the CIA calls her up and they're like, hey, that guy you used to work with, he's missing. And the last thing he said was Stormy. And she was like, well, then I'll go in there. Right. And he's like, no, you're not. Because you are you don't use lethal force. You're too connected to the mission. I just wanted to know if you knew anything else that might help us find him, but you don't, so get out. Well, why would you tell her all that then? Maybe to trick her into doing it, because that's immediately what she does. Sure. Uh, it's fun. You also get two different versions of Nick Fury. You get Nick Fury Sr., the real Nick Fury, the white, like, old school, you know, Jim Stranko uh, Nick Fury. Then you got the... <laughs> I always equate it to, like, the David Hasselhoff yes, Nick Fury. Yes, Hasselhoff Fury. <laughs> then, uh, in the modern day, he, she runs into Nick Fury Jr., a.k.a. Sam Jackson, Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> who is, yes, Nick Fury's son, and not the ultimate version of Nick Fury that just looks like Samuel L. Jackson, which would make more sense. Right. Uh, so uh, that Fury is sent by the CIA to stop her because they knew she was going to, you know, break protocol and go do that. Uh, he instead gives her a dossier, and so Sue goes to Madripoor, 
the moving yeah. island of you know, oh, ne'er do wells, uh-huh. and uh, the story wraps, or the the first issue wraps up where she uh, is aided by Black Widow. Sure. So now Sue Storm and Black Widow are going to team up on an adventure of a lifetime to rescue this dude that she might have uh, slept with at some point in the past. I will never read another issue of this. It is so boring and so cliche and so tired. It's too bad because I don't. I think there's one other Invisible Woman series, but don't quote me on that. But uh, it, Sue's a great character. She deserves her time in the spotlight. The art is very, very bland. It, was it's biz- very specific. It was bizarre. Yeah, it has a very, very specific style to it. Well, it's like they're trying to do a hyper-realism uh-huh. on, like, at least in terms of coloration. But, yes. like, it's so, um, like, muddy yeah. and, like, washed out. Like, yep. they, they just kind of miss the actual things that would bring something to life. Yes. Uh, it, 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 the other thing is the staging and the blockiness of, like, the, the you know, everything. Everything is clearly, like, photo reference. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody has a character reference, and right? I find that's wrong like, with that. yeah, but I also find that like that usually limits the artist, uh, even though they're looking to like you know have some aid because they're like stuck in that position, and you're either like applying them to something. In in terms of comics, I'm I'm I would be I would rather be surprised that it was referenced than when it's clearly referenced in this book. Okay. It's just, the art was, who cares? Right, it wasn't right, right. bad, just who cares? Okay. Nothing, it wasn't breaking new ground, nor was it really servicing the story in any like, organic fun way. Okay. I was just disappointed. Right, right, right. Um, not mad, I'm just disappointed. Uh, but it, the, the, the worst it could do is be boring, which is exactly what it was, mm. so I will not be reading anymore. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm still getting over my... Cold. Yeah, everything, whatever it was. <laughs> I'm saying it was a cold. Yeah. Uh, message retracted from somebody. Thank you very much anyway. Thank Mr. you. Mr. Roboto, Silent Tiff, you think we could get an Avengers West Coast film in the next phase of the MCU with Ant-Man and the leader? Uh, as the leader? I <laughs> just assumed it was end the leader. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, Samuel Stearns. would <laughs> be great. Uh, also, the boys brought back uh, the Spice Girls. Yes, there's a big reference to Spice Girls in the trailer. They, I'm sure they appreciate it. Oh, no doubt. Well, As I understand it, they're they're coming back in some way. Like they're doing something. All of them? Yeah. Even the one, even Victoria or whatever her name is? What, Posh? No, yeah. Probably. She doesn't need it. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I would love a West Coast Avengers movie. Hell, I'd take a movie. So I heard a rumor that... Uh, they won't make Ant-Man 3 because Ant-Man 2 didn't make a billion dollars. Oh, that's come like, on. That's like the whole thing is that like if it doesn't make a billion dollars, it's not worth being made. And it's like, screw you. You don't need a billion in order to do well or make money. Like an Ant-Man movie shouldn't cost $200 million. An Ant-Man movie should cost 80 to $120 million. Yeah. That's the, like the maximum glass ceiling of how much an Ant-Man movie should cost. But if you want to justify it, call it Ant-Man the West Coast Avenger. And then you like, grab a couple other characters yeah that would be fun because all the because you know it was ant-man and then ant-man and the wasp it was like no it's a double feature kind of movie you know like here we're featuring two different fun characters um i don't know well, just just do some fun yeah i mean like honestly it does kind of blow that they just brought in the wasp i know and they're like, and they're like oh we're not gonna make any more movies with her well as long what... as she's in the avengers then i don't care okay. i mean like oh yeah i guess that makes that makes sense because they're talking about who are who are the avengers like mm-hmm. who's left i guess it's like scarlet witch wasp ant-man war machine well yeah cap no yes no falcon oh yes that cap, cap. yeah <laughs> yeah the new cap he's called cap he's just cap, i know man. well we haven't seen him in the suit yet i'm just saying i still Fair get enough. to say that yeah no you're right you're right good call <laughs> winter um, soldier yeah uh, very briefly, I want to touch on Detective Comics number 1007. Okay, I read this too. Yeah, uh, uh, this was um, fun. Yeah, it was, you know, this was kind of a palate cleanser because it was literally like two issues. Here's like a mini adventure Yeah, with like crazy art. This yes. art went from like Sam Keithian to like partway through had like a Simon Bisley yes. feel to it. I was like, what is that? happening yeah i know uh but i really liked it i uh, it was just it it moved it changed and shifted as you said and i think that was not even to its detriment but it certainly didn't like get me more excited i was kind of like oh it's different yeah uh but that's kyle hotz's art by the way yes uh, or hots uh still written by peter j tomasi it's literally just a two-parter yeah. Where Spectre is separated from Jim Corrigan and he wants him back. Mm-hmm. So Batman and Spectre team up. 
uh, and go on a little adventure. It is the most superficial mystery I've ever seen. Yeah. There's like no mystery whatsoever. I no. really expected like some kind of like twist or turn. None. No. It was just an excuse to like to excitedly show you like the Spectre and Batman working together, which you know what? Can't argue with that. No, it's 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 it is cool looking. It was fun and cool. And it worked. I, you know, and, and it was also fun to see like Batman and Spectre kind of like highlighting each other's like, it was just, it was the, mo- you know, there, when we did a, our, uh, our Scott Snyder interview, I remember Scott Snyder saying things like, I could write a Batman story that everyone wants to see. Yeah. That like is your standard Batman adventure. Yeah. But that doesn't excite me or like, you know, anything that I put out there, I want it to be something new or something challenging. Right. But like I could write that kind of Batman story. Yeah. This is that kind of Batman story. It is. I mean, like there could have been an opportunity for like Bruce to understand something or or to (laughs) learn about himself. No. Or like learn about the, you know, other side of what he doesn't do. Right. Because the Spectre inhabits Bruce Wayne and then forces Wayne to live through Corrigan's life a little bit to see things from his perspective. By the way, what I think is cool about that is when he becomes the Spectre, it's like the Spectre Spectre. with like the bat symbol on it. Yeah, because you see Bruce Wayne as Corrigan, but then when he becomes the Spectre, he gets like a bat logo on his chest. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's It's really fun. It's almost like this is like testing the waters. Like, do you guys want a Spectre series? Right. Like, did you backdoor piloting? And I think that's fine. (laughs) They want to do that, especially if Kyle Holtz wants to keep drawing the Spectre. Right? Like, that's really what this feels like, is though, like, Tomasi was like, hey, I'm going to do a quick, like, two, you know, issue story while we're getting the next story ready, and we'll see. Maybe people want a Spectre story. Because, like, I'd be down for that. Yeah, if you want to bring back J.M.D. Mateus and actually do, like, a proper Spectre book, maybe with Tom Mandrake on art or Kyle Oates, I think he would do a great job on it. Especially if you were, like, gonna go the 90s route and just go, ah, screw it, we're just gonna, it's Spectre and and other character, and Spectre and another character. Just keep throwing in guest stars. I don't know, I just, I I had a good time reading it. It was fun, but, like, Read, it doesn't change anything. Not like at, all. at the end of the day, everything is put back exactly as it was prior to. Yeah, yeah. No one's changed. No one's like different. No one's grown. No one has grown. Not that you always have to, but no. it was just. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that being said, by the way, like if if they want to keep doing Batman books, like that's fine too, because I loved Kyle Holtz's like portrayal of kind of like a more refined version of. Uh, the, the the Batman from Kelly Jones's yeah, know, sketchbook. Yeah, the, the long ears. Yeah, the, the long ears, the blue yeah. in the suit, and like the more like exaggerated gothic features. Yes. I yeah. loved it. I, I Again, I was just like, yay, more of this. Yeah. It was just cool and fun and not like hacky. Yeah. You no, know? it's true. I don't know. I mean, like, did you have a different opinion? or is Of it... the art? Yeah. I mean, the art was fine. Like, I, I, I think I was more prepared for it this time around. Yes. So, like, I was like, all right, cool. And I then... was not prepared for the first issue. No. That... 1006, I was like, whoa! Yeah. But for me, I was like, yay! For me, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but this one, especially when it became that kind of, like, Bisley style of coloring mm-hmm. with, like, using those super darks, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was like... Okay, yeah. neat, sure, whatever. Right. This is this is interesting. Like, yeah. I, I'd love to know where this, like, if, if this is the kind of work that Hotz, Hotz, whatever. Yeah, I would like to actually see more by. of it, because I don't know if it, like, yeah, like, what's his standard style? Like, what's his indie book work like? Right. You know, I don't know. Uh, but what do you got? What, what, what What's some oh. books that you read that I did not read? Um. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Um. I read uh, The Savage Sword of Conan. Number yes, seven. of course. Yes, of course. Jerry Dugan is off the book. It's Jim Zub. What? I was like, what just happened? That's not a bad switch, by the way. Jim Zub is a big uh, RPG fan. He is, he is. And and this story is certainly that. Mm. Like, Dugan's was like more like, we are going on an adventure, let's go. And yeah. Zub's version of this is very much like the I'm laying the groundwork for like a greater thing to happen inevitably, kind of. Okay. In a way. Like, and the story starts out where it's like it's called like uh, Conan the Gambler, I think is what it's <laughs> called. Yep, Conan the Gambler. Um, Conan is in the streets of uh, Shadazar when he runs across a rich merchant who's being um, threatened. Like they're going to kill this guy. Oh no! What and, will Conan do? Oh, Conan's like, all right, whatever. And the guys threaten Conan to like move along, basically. And like the merchant's like, I will pay your weight in gold if you save me right now. Hmm. And Conan's like, done. Okay. 
So, like, he kicks the crap out of them and, like, Zub makes sure to let us know how cool these guys are <laughs> by being, like, you know, like, they were, like, they're, they're you know, well-known in the mercenary world and, like, you know. Oh, they're, he's, like, giving the resume as Conan is, like, ripping their arms yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and that, like, you know, that. against anyone else, like, you know, they would probably be, you know, fine. But, like, they should have known or, like, they'll know that, like, you know, anytime you fight a, a Chimarian with a sword, like you're done. You will lose. Like you're done. You're over. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So then, like the guys, the merchants, like, hey, Conan. Um, so I'm going to this like other thing. I will double my price if you <laughs> serve as my bodyguard. Okay. Like, just come on. Like, come on and do it. Um, but um, he, <laughs> Conan's like, well, my purse is a little light, and uh, yeah, right. Why not? Okay. I'll go for it. I'm I'm down. Why not? Let's mm. let's do this. Um, so he goes, and what they end up going to is, like, a, a, a gambling den. Okay. And I was going to say, when does Conan become the gambler? Well, they go to this den because, like, this merchant and this the guy who runs the gambling den are both merchants who um, are, like, vying for the same location. Okay. Basically, like, they're both like, okay, here's the thing. Like, I'll play you in, a, like, a simple game of, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Sabak. No, it's not called Sabak. It's called because it's important to know what it's called uh, because, like, basically, we're setting up a murder mystery game. Oh, um, it's Serpent's Bluff. Okay. Where basically, it's like you gotta get to thirteen total for your cards mm-hmm. without going over, much like blackjack. But there's like these three special cards that um can pop up. There's like the the king, the serpent, and the witch. Okay. And like you use those to like screw your opponent over, and you kind of have to know how this game works to figure out who's winning and losing. Basically, uh-huh. where it's like the serpent can eat one of your cards. Cards, which could be good for you. Oh yeah, because you don't want, like you want to get rid that of the way, card. Yeah, exactly. But like the king will protect against that, or you can eat someone else's card, or whatever. I guess. Can you make it regurgitate the card for your hand? Yeah, pro- obviously. <laughs> um, and the witch can like show you something or whatever, right? right and like clearly, like we're gonna see these like characters. Like, like there's a woman who's there, whatever. Yeah. Who's like, I'm like, you're the witch. All right, cool. Anyway, the guy's playing. He wins two hands. He's like, oh, I'm going to win. And Conan's like, don't, don't freaking. Don't get cocky. Yeah, exactly. Like, relax. And Caro the Callus, um, who's the opponent or the antagonist of this book, uh-huh. is like, yeah, listen to this dude. He knows what's up. And uh, then the merchant just, like, stands up, like, is like, <gasps> like, has a heart attack and dies. What? And, like, Conan's like. You killed him. He was poisoned. Right. He must have been. Because it's not like this dude... Like, it's not like... You don't, you don't die of high cholesterol in the realm that Conan comes right, from. Right. Or, like, right now. So, like, Conan's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to leave. And they're like, you can't leave. This guy said that you two were brothers and that, like, you know, if you hurt me, it's like cutting him. Or if you cut him, it's like hurting me. So, so you, you got to play for him. You're, you have his debt now. Uh-huh. So oh, you, my God. Yeah. So if you forfeit, you got to go into this pit where, like, the Sarlacc... Or not the Sarlacc. The, uh, the <laughs> Rancor is down there. Naturally. Um... And so Conan has to gamble now and also, like, solve the murder mystery of what happened to this dude. And I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. This is a different style. Like, this is a different speed of Conan story that yeah, I was expecting. Yeah, no, it's like Casino Royale, but with Conan. But with Conan. With a lot less clothes, which is, like, seemingly impossible when you think about a Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Um, so, I mean, this is just Zub's interpretation of it. Um, for me, the biggest loss is actually, I think, in the arts. Yeah, it's very, like, standard one note. It doesn't really, like, uh, yeah, like, say anything. I get it. There's, like, something kind of nostalgic about it. However, I think where it hurts the most is in just how stiff the art is. Mm. Like, just very, very stiff. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a shame. Right. That's a shame. I've seen Luke Ross's art before, and it's not bad, but... This is, it just wasn't... Maybe he wasn't ready. Either. It wasn't working for me. And, like, Conan looks a little bizarre He does look times. a little bizarre. That's really, for me, I was like, he doesn't look quite like Conan. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I hear what you're saying. So. So maybe you'll be reading one Conan book from now on. Right. Well, I mean, like, Aaron's really been delivering for me. I do kind of want to know where this is going to some degree, but I think if the next book doesn't really, like, hook me, I might be off of Savage Sword and just yeah. be picking up Conan. Um, But we'll see. Right. You know, like, I really can't, like... I'm getting two Conan books that I didn't expect to enjoy even remotely. Um, and That's I'm true. like all on Conan now. I'm just like, yeah. I so know. it's like, I don't know. Uh, St. <laughs> Lugia says, uh, what do you think of Batman TMNT? Also, is Lugia like the Pokemon? Oh. So how do I say that? I don't know. I, I'm saying it like Lugia, but I don't know. Lugia? Lugia? St. Lugia? That sounds more like a Pokemon name. In any event, uh, Batman TMNT... 
I didn't read the most latest issue because the last two I didn't find nearly as engaging as I thought I was going to. The premise of it was more exciting than the ex the you know than than its than its actual example. Okay. I was disappointed, but uh, I'm going to finish it, and maybe when it's all together, I'll I'll have a better read. I could already find myself kind of like drifting when I was reading the last issue, and so I thought like I'll wait until it's all together. I'll just buy it all and then I'll read it all later. DC, uh, Mr. Roboto says, needs a Spectre movie animated with Liam Neeson uh, playing the voice. There is actually a Spectre animated short that's part of the DC animated pantheon you can check out. I don't recall who plays the voice, but it certainly isn't Liam Neeson. Nandrite Deer says, is GBU on a break? I missed that show. Love you guys. Uh, yes, it is. Only because we haven't had a chance to shoot it. It's just taken a long time. It takes a lot of effort to shoot the show, uh, read the books alongside everything else and we've had a lot of weeks where like one or both of the guys haven't been around i thankfully shot a lot of buffer stuff when it came to back issues over the last like while so uh gbu is actually going to be coming back hopefully in the next two weeks uh we're shooting hopefully if everyone's available uh with wisdom teeth and chin splittings and whatnot it's just been a whole mess of everybody being sick or broken okay. or all right to be fair chin splitting was uh, a totally it's, it's different just, it's representative of our problems <laughs> but uh I, I the the fact is uh we are planning to shoot a new gbu literally on thursday uh and i'm excited about it because it's going to be zero hour issues just, right? just dc zero yeah issues. i'm excited uh so so I was trying to see if anybody else did because I was trying to look it up mm -hmm. to see what it's pronounced like, yeah, yeah. like, which is funny because then I ran into the whole thing, like the argument about the fact that it's like in, you know, Japanese language, there's no L sound. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going there. No. Even though I know, yes, that's, that's accurate. Like there is no like true L sound. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure. Mm, I hear you. That's in terms fine. of like the, if it's a hard G or a. Yeah, or a, or a soft G. It's just GIF versus GIF. Right, or exactly. GIF. <laughs> GIF versus GIF. Uh, I, <laughs> GIF versus GIF, because I know I'm correct. It's yeah. GIF. No, <laughs> I know I'm wrong. The creator said GIF. I know. I said I know I'm wrong. I, I admit it. I, read, I like GIF better. I read the first issue of Superman <laughs> Up in the Sky by Tom King and Andy Kubert. Uh, this is, I, I think the idea was that, like, this is the Walmart book that Superman had and so Bendis was doing the Batman Walmart book and Tom King was doing the Superman Walmart book. And I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, they need to switch places. Like, this is what Bendis should be doing and this is what Tom King should be doing. And it's like, okay, I mean, like, that's like the most superficial analyst analysis you could think of. But like, let's look at Superman Up in the Sky as it is on its own. Uh, Superman Up in the Sky is seemingly taking place in another friggin' universe because Pa Kent's alive and the suit is different. Again, like, almost... Pitch perfect, the oh, the classic suit. Sure. Uh, Superman is drafted by Batman in, like, a really characteristic and beautiful way. Uh, basically, there's a child that is missing, and they were taken into space, and Batman's like, you have to go find her. And Superman has, like, a whole, like, moral quandary about whether he should leave the Earth unprotected to go look for this one little girl. I think I've seen this already, and I think it was in friggin' Brian Azzarello's Superman book. That being said, okay, let's see it again. Uh, so we did, and in this case, it's kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, Superman basically like goes around like people. He he asks people whether he should be doing it. Uh, he ultimately decides to do it. Uh, he goes to the Rands, uh, where Doc's at, or uh, where Adam Strange comes from. Oh, and, um, okay. Because they can see theta waves, and he uses their theta wave reading projector to find this little girl who is, like, a big fan of Superman. Okay. Uh, it, it winds up, like, being kind of like a weird fever dream that Superman goes on, in which he sees the, like, worst-case scenario of what being a Superman fan is. Uh, that being, like, it's a little boy who puts on, like, a bathrobe or a, ba or a bath towel and he jumps off the roof and he dies. <gasps> and it's like, oh, wow, like, yeah, I also was worried about, like, Th those fears when they had them in the 1950s. Right, right, right. That being said, okay, I guess that's a thing to be worried. It, it's a weird, like, stuck out of time book okay. because, like, Lois and Clark are working together at the Daily Planet and Chief Perry White is, like, kind of Perry and they, they use, like, typewriters and, old, and older computers. So, like, who the hell knows what period it's... They're in the Batman the Animated Series universe. Kind of, Where yeah. you don't know what the hell's happening. No, but, like, I wouldn't worry about trying to place it. 
What matters is like, is it a compelling story and is the art really good? And I can tell you that the, the story is basically compelling. It is, it is a genuine Superman story. At least it seems that way. Uh, and the art is good until it isn't. Uh, Andy Kubert does a nice job with the art doing like some really fun, like classic Superman moments. And then he gets bored or tired or both. And the art gets like really sloppy. Interesting. Uh, you know, it's, it's cool. And then it isn't. And you're like, oh, um, that said, like everybody behaves the way you would expect them to, but still they manage to tell an interesting or at the very least original, uh, story, Mm. which is like, yeah, that's the whole conceit that everyone's been arguing about. It's like, you know, Hey King, not everybody has to be reinvented for them to be compelling and interesting. Right, right, right. Um, it's, it's so yeah, weird. there's like slight, slight the feel of of Frank Miller. Yes. Well, it's Andy Kubert drawing Batman, and the last thing he drew of Batman's was the Dark Knight. Oh, I meant specifically in Superman. Oh yeah, no. Well, he again he drew Superman and Dark Knight Three Master Race as well. Uh, yeah, it feels very much like that. I'm not saying like 100% like, you know, you put them together, you couldn't tell them apart, but I'm definitely, I, I feel that influence. Big time. Yeah, they are weirdly blocky and everything like that, but you can see what I'm talking about when it comes to like the art kind of like still being technically great, but also being a little sloppy. Like he takes liberties with like anatomy and with faces and it's kind of like, you know, and, and you expect that to happen in wide, far away shots or very small right. panels, but like in full page Splash is kind of like, oh. I guess I would say that my biggest issue between this splash page and the other, the first splash page is that the first splash page is composed really, really well. And yes. that one seems to have lost its like composition details and is more or less just trying to get all these things on this page. Yes. But so. you do, do get a couple of really fun like Andy Kubert DC Comics pinups. That's cool. And that's kind of fun too. And that's, and that's neat. Yeah. Why not? Uh, but again, it's because it's set in another universe take like turn your brain off and enjoy it i would i did mm. so check it out uh certainly i like it more than anything from rogel's are <laughs> uh, gustav says where would i start conan kind of interested well well with the new ones i would grab um aaron's run um because it'll kind of set the tone just for conan in general you're only like nine issues in or something like that seven maybe <sighs> maybe maybe because if this is issue seven of Savage Sword, I think it's like six issues then. Because I think Savage Sword launched like right after or right around the same time. As yeah, so Aaron's right coming. around seven at yeah. this point. Um, so just read them all. But if you're looking for like, if you like Jerry Dugan, then like Jerry Dugan's Savage Sword that just kind of wrapped up um, last issue with, with it um, is good too. It, it's great. It's it's, yeah. just, it's a little different feel. Right. Um, very straightforward. Like, you know, here's the story, beginning, middle, and end. Whereas Aaron's, um, as I've said before, is like, showing you each issue a different adventure in Conan's life going from like when he was younger to mm-hmm. like to king. where he's going to be. Well, no, even like just becoming a king and then it's bookended by the current state for Conan, which is King Conan who is dealing with this like crimson blood witch. Cool thing. So like I'm loving that one in particular, but yeah. that that's not for everybody that type of storytelling, mm-hmm. but I love it. Right. So good. So check that out. Uh, Z Berm says, do you prefer Up in the Sky to Bendis' Superman? I mean, it's only one issue, so I can't, like, say it's better than Bendis' entire, like, 40-issue run so far. Uh, but I am liking the concept. And it because it's set in another universe, it, it's like, oh, well, do you like Superman for all seasons? Or do you like Superman Secret Origin? Like, it's they're all different interpretations of Superman's, like history or a story in his life so it's like it's apples and oranges but Mm -hmm. i do dig it and check it out at least until the next one okay uh so from there what do you recommend what's another book that you read um i'm gonna go really quickly into the indie spectrum for a second um (laughs) image put out a couple of number ones i picked up both or uh, two of them this week. You're pretty week, good at say. guessing which one is going to be a big thing. Are either of these going to be any breakouts? I don't know if they're going to be breakouts, but I still read one of them over the other one first simply because of the fact that it was written by Cullen Bunn. Um, and I've got a real problem. Apparently. Yeah, you got a real fixation with Cullen Bunn stories that you don't even know are written by Cullen Bunn I'm until just you've like, read them. I'm like, oh, no, I picked it up and I knew, like, upon looking at it, that I was like, oh, all right, Cullen Bunn, cool, whatever. Um, so I grabbed it. Um, so the two books I picked up were Unearth. And then the other one is Reaver. I haven't read Reaver yet. Reaver okay. is like a um, fantasy Game of Thronesian style story. Okay. Both of them have spectacular covers. Part of the reason I picked them up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
honestly like some of the design in this book is just spectacular like the well, who like, did it um well the art's by baldemar rivas okay and the cover art is also by him good or them um but like that intro page that like oh credits yeah. page is no, just awesome. so good um to sum up unearth it's like a whole bunch of things a lot of us like from horror all rolled into one thing and maybe it'll be good I don't know because Probably. I've only read issue one, but like it takes place in Mexico. Um, there's like, mili like military presence there. Uh, doctors, scientists have shown up. Something is going on. People are sick, but then other people are more sick and they're becoming these like grotesque bloated figures, oh, no. which is very Junji Ito. Yes. It's very Gyo of them in a way, <laughs> which I was like, that's cool. Yeah. And like they found out that like a cave opened up suddenly someplace oh. and I'm like, also very Junji Ito. Right. But then they go down, which is the descent. Right. And so they go underground, and then there's like this big crazy bug-looking thing, which I'm like, Starship Trooper? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, or obviously any other number of horror things where it involves a creepy bug thing mm -hmm. underground. And um, like a kid shows up, and I'm like, it has a lot of like, again, like random like little like reference-y kind of things, because you have like this doctor woman and like her team with these military folk which like gives me these like alien aliens kind of feeling okay. to it to some degree but like the doctor has like these weird memories and like uh dreams of like this like other girl who's like covered in blood or whatever mm. so like again this makes me reminds me of a lot of little things that i've seen read experienced before mm -hmm. um but rolled into a package that i think is a little different the art is like kind of cool and kind of like I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's great. No. But it really fits It looks the consistent. Story. It's very consistent. But, like, what I dig about it is there's, like, this fluidity to it, right? Yeah. Um, that is, like, can be beautiful. And I've seen it done in a beautiful way. But the, the way they're doing the fluidness of the art overall with, like, these sort of, like, detailed, not realistic, because they're obviously no, illustrated. They, it, well, but, like, yeah. a more realistic style to the face gives it this, like, really the sense of unease. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's kind of cool. Um, so I'm definitely going to be um, continuing this story, just if nothing else, because I really want to know what what's going on here like yeah is it is it you know uh is it a supernatural paranormal thing is it like a science fiction kind of thing going on here i think it's leaning more towards the science fiction I because i think that's the category it was under uh -huh. um but still like i'm i'm excited for it i'm, cool. I'm very interested in what's going on and what's going to happen because now they're trapped underground there was a, a oh, cave-in no. And so they only have 12 hours of air left. Okay. And they know there's another way out. So I was just like, ooh, are we going Event Horizon on us on top of all of this possibly? Right. So we'll see. I'm excited. Cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, we both read, oh, so recommend it. Check it out. Yeah. Pick it up. Sure. Uh, both I, of us. Oh, good. I was going to say, based off of one issue, I, I enjoyed that one issue. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we read uh, Deceased number three. We're yeah. what halfway through this series? Of six, yeah. Uh, I really didn't really care for the first issue until we read the second issue, yeah. and I'm like, oh, yeah. this is neat and well executed. Mm -hmm. You got me again, Tom Taylor, you bastard. <laughs> uh, we get rid of Batman right off the bat. Oh. Oh. Uh, and this is basically just like, it, it's almost like just a quick kind of like Pulp Fiction-y, like here's a bunch of characters and what they're up to during the apocalypse. Yeah, and probably they're all going to come together at some point. Naturally. Uh, but Harley Quinn has to fight the birds of prey and get closure on the Joker. Yeah. Superman has to go basically like check out the Daily Planet. Mm -hmm. uh, he, I think everyone's on the roof of the Daily Planet. Well, he he leaves Lois, uh, John, Damien, uh, Dinah, and Ollie up yes. there, and then he goes into the building and because he's like, I out. have to go to Smallville. Yeah. He's like, but Check first, I gotta parents. make sure that like this area is cleared out so he's able to tell who's infected and who isn't, mm -hmm. takes all the infected folk and just pushes them outside, basically, yep. and then crashes the planet into the front of the building yeah. so they can't get in. Right. He's like, like You're, the building's secured now. Yeah, exactly. Um, then he goes to Smallville where it's like heart-wrenching. This book really read kind of fast. Like not a lot takes place. You get two major things that happen. Well, I mean, I think it reads fast, but like I think that's good because that's oh, yeah. the style of movie it would be. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad we're not wasting a lot of time. But like 
Mera is, uh, you know, just kind of like running things in Atlantis until uh, Arthur shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, fully infected. And with his infected sharks. With his infected sharks, which is, of course, like totally awesome. Or they're not infected and they're just being sharks. I think sharks. they're just being sharks and they're just feeding on the blood. It's he's, like, he's just into it. He's just like, sharks, come on. They're like, oh, I'm yeah. down. Right. I'm a shark, man. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, um, basically everybody except for Mera get infected and Mera makes her way out. Uh, she has a really great line that I really enjoy where she says, you will not take me. Yeah. And pushes them away. I, I, it was like, it's cold, but it also really works and I really like it. And it, it, it gives you an indication as to like what kind of role Mera is going to play. Uh, plus the art depicts like a kind of really anguished look on Mara's face so you know she's tortured by her decision well I think it's that and I think it's also something to be said about her survivor's nature and yeah. that like there's like this moment of like fight or flight mm-hmm. and she does a little bit of both yeah <laughs> uh, so Superman on his way to Smallville winds up getting detained a number of times as people need help and Superman can't say no. Yeah. Uh, we get a really cool sequence that's like very, you know, very body horror kind of shit where it's yeah. like Clayface is infected and he's taken down helicopters and stuff. Yeah. Like it's just a big mouth. Mouth with tendrils. It's just people need him everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and so Superman, you know, saves the day, tells everybody to get to the Daily Planet. He goes home and uh, his mother, Martha, has secured Jonathan in the barn. Uh, Superman goes to deal with him and he doesn't like he just seals him in the barn. Well, I think he's hopeful that there's a way to reverse it. Right. Cause that's the thing. He, he doesn't he faces know against John uh, and he just holds him, which is just so like heartbreaking. Yeah. It's so sad. And, uh, and, and then just kind of like seals him away. Yeah. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was too late. And you're just like, Ugh. and then he, uh, and then he leaves with his mom. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. It's like this 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 chapter, this issue is bookended by sad because you have this and then right at the beginning it's just uh, Alfred. Alfred standing over the bodies of, of all of Robin, his boys. Yeah, and and uh Nightwing and Batman and they're just laying there and like he's just like Yeah. He just says my boys. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it is so like it's a gut punch because yeah. it's like you don't normally see that moment no. in comics. Nope. Um, so like, I, 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 there was something like refreshing and like terrible about it. Yeah, no, but like handled with grace and dignity. Mm-hmm. So it works and it's not like obnoxious or pandering. It was just kind of like cool. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't already checked it out, I recommend deceased you. I do too, which I didn't expect to no. say. Um, I mean, I, I think I enjoyed the first issue more than you did. Yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, this is, this is picking up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin Kruger in the Super Chat says, Comic Pop Draws is great. Want to see you. more for the next bad issues? Can you do Batman and the JSA Liberty File? And can you do GBU for the Swamp Thing, Tomb Patrol, Titans TV shows? Sandman on Netflix, yay. Um, There's lots to unpack here. Lots to unpack here. First up, uh, thank you very much. Comic Pop Draws, a new show Tiffany created, which is on this channel. There's two episodes so far. Yeah. That's why there's no playlist, but you can find them on the uploads uh, section in our uh, main page, youtube.com slash comic pop. Uh, it's a great show. Not a lot of people are watching it, but I still really enjoy it. And we're going to keep making the show. Yeah, I love it. Uh, bad issues. Uh, there is another one we're shooting on Thursday. It is not that one, but I think we do have it. So I will probably get to it eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, GBU, not a bad idea. Actually try to tie it in with the DC entertainment or universe app lineup. Yeah. Doing like Titan swamp thing and doom patrol. Sure. Not a bad idea. I like that idea. And uh, Sam and a Netflix. I didn't know that they were moving it to Netflix. I know that they were. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, they're making the show. Mm-hmm. Sam and a Netflix. Uh, what do you think? Right. I mean, why? But... Um, I know a lot of people are very excited. And I know. I think it disappointed a lot of people that I wasn't more excited. Yep. Um. I, I, I am gonna have to hold all judgment until I, I see the final product because, um, at the end of the day, if they were ever going to do it as a show, it should have been animated. Yeah. And it, it, they didn't need to do it as a show. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, but Neil Gaiman's attached to it. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, he honestly. was also attached to Mirror Mask, and that's like one of the most boring movies I'd seen. I in wasn't the last a big fan, but like, years. you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I love Neil. I love his writings. Um, but I never like giving an opportunity for a creator to change something they've already done. Yeah. Um, and they always take the opportunity. Yeah. And there's unless a couple... it's Peter Beagle, in which case you get every every version of the Last Unicorn is the oh, same yeah, one sure. you saw before. Um, but there's also a couple other names attached to it that I'm very concerned about. Um, so we'll see. I really can't 
You can't judge until I, it's out. Literally, it's been an announcement, so I'm yeah. just I'm just not excited. No. That doesn't mean anything, though. Exactly. That's There's a true. lot of things I'm not excited about. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Why make a list? Uh, any other books you want to recommend or um, talk about? Yeah, I will talk about another book that I picked up that I've never read before. I haven't read the title before. But I picked, yes, that's right. I picked this book up because of who was on the cover of it. I picked mm-hmm. up Ironheart number eight, um, which came out. It's Riri Williams' Ironheart number eight. Yeah. Because Doctor Strange was in it, so I wanted to check it out. Um, especially because uh, Strange is going to be losing his, his book. book. So this just dropped me right into the middle of whatever the hell has been going on with Ironheart, which mm-hmm. is pretty amazing because I'm like, well gonna have to figure this one out uh-huh. based off of nothing because that's what i'm going to judge this on what if i didn't have the internet which yeah. is ridiculous since i'm reading it <laughs> on an app but you know whatever yep um like clearly some sort of like zombie-esque apocalypse but they weren't zombies no has happened in riri's city and they fixed this but like magic was involved and there was like a big jerk who like made her feel bad and like that like she could possibly be like have evil inside of her evil intentions inside of her yeah. because he felt like he saw something in her oh, no. and like that really gets to her mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like um the wasp is there okay like nadia. oh yeah nadia pam yeah yeah is there she takes off um and then riri's like i need to get some ma- like mystical help because the like the 10 rings are involved so like i oh, need i need to go cool and, and figure it out and, and who else will you go to if you need mystical help but Doctor Strange, which is like, yes, you know what? I love Doctor Strange, but like, that's one of the best uses for him. Yes. It's for him to show up in other books and be like, oh, I see you're dealing with magic. Let me tell you what's what. Thank you for calling me and not just pretending like you could handle it on your own. Right. Um, Strange is wearing the Wade costume. Yep. Um, so. And he will until editorial tells them yeah. to well, change the writer, it. I'm just saying like the writer at least is paying attention to what's going on currently, which is more that can be said for a lot of writers at times. So yes. like good on that, or at least the artist is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, good on them. Uh, Strange is battling a demon when she shows up. She kind of assists him in, in dealing with it by, like, he freezes it, and then she uses her little missiles, and it makes it explode. Right. And he's like, do you do that a lot? You just come into people's houses and just and shoot just missiles? do their shit, yeah. Or shoot missiles and near things that could potentially break? Right. Is that what you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they have a, a cute little conversation a la um, Thor Ragnarok, where, like, he's like, have a seat. Would you like something to drink? Ah, right. tea. Oh, no, she wants soda. Okay. She calls a pop, and then she's like, oh, you mean, I mean soda, sorry. Right. And he won't give it to her because it's bad for her teeth, and she's a growing girl. So he gives her tea, and they chat about, you know, what's been going on, mm-hmm. and uh, that she is, um, she tells him a bunch of stuff, and it, it isn't until the fact, uh, or until she mentions the uh, wellspring that he gets interested, honestly. Yeah. He looks ridiculous. I know. I know he does. Like, that suit sucks. I'm not a fan. At the very least, like, this version of it, he looks like he's wearing an Iron Man suit. Well, Iron Man designed his, like, space armor, and then he went into space and made his own outfit. Right. So, well, I don't know that sucks. what happened. I'm just saying he looks like an idiot. I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan, honestly. Um, and in this style, it's it's particularly egregious. It, it just, it, it highlights what's wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. So anyway, the wellspring's been, like, sealed off. It's something that's been, like, sought after and what have you. Um, but, like, Strange believes that there's another way to get in. Mm-hmm. And um, he doesn't want to tell her because he's just like, what is it? Why do you want to know? Right. And, like, so he, like, uses the Eye of Agamotto to look into who she is as a person, finds out all about her history. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, ah, for personal use. And she's just like, yeah, what about it? And he's like, well, that could be good or bad mm-hmm. at times. I can't say either way. Right. But um, at the end of the day... He ends up giving her the information that she seeks and like uh, a warning, of course, Naturally. and that she finds out that the way to what she's looking for her answers is in Wakanda. OK, so she's off to Wakanda. Ah, so we're going to do like so this is just this is his appearance. This is it. This is next little issue little will be, over. you know, Black Panther's appearance. Well, it's Shuri. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um. So there you go. It was a nice little fun little stopover. Um, I think we'll be seeing a lot of this type of strange appearance until they decide to give him back a book after, mm-hmm. you know, Wade wraps up his run. Naturally. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, but like, how was reading Ironheart? It was fine. Like how's Ironheart? Uh, it was okay. I mean, like, I mean, it definitely has a very different feel, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, like, I was like, I'm, I'm going to read a Doctor Strange book. And I'm like, no, I'm not reading a Doctor Strange book. I'm reading a totally different character's book. And Doctor Strange shows up. Yes. That being said, Strange was written fairly well. Um, while keeping the tone of the book, but also making sure not to make Strange seem so not himself. Yeah. So I was like, good good on you. 
Very right. good on you for doing that. Um, it was fine. It's I I wouldn't gravitate towards it, but like I'm not a sciencey person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm a sciencey fiction person or right. a science fantasy person. Um, but you know, Iron Man never really drew me in either. Yeah. So I don't know. No, I hear you. <laughs> it wasn't uh, bad necessarily. It right. Just didn't hook me other than the fact that you put Doctor Strange in. It. Yes. Uh, Multi Cheerio says, "Will you ever do Battle <laughs> of the Cowl or Omac project?" Uh, probably not. Uh, Battle for the Cowl is a stopover for a made for a bigger event, and the OMAC project is uh, not anyone's interest. Like nobody wants to watch that video, besides you. Uh, Mister Roboto says, "What does Damian Wayne get? Why does get Damian Wayne get pushed, but not Connor Superboy, who was more compelling, being Lex and Superman in my view?" Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not sure sure what that means, but I will say uh, if you're talking about making, yeah, I have no idea what he means. Uh, but I will say that like. Uh, Bendis likes Connor Superboy because he remembers him, so he's going to use him. Uh, I think he's just saying, like, why is Damian Wayne, like, so, like, in everything? Oh, but, but not like, Connor Ken Superboy? Yeah, like, why well, why push one character over the other? Uh, because no one, uh, as far as editorial goes, nobody wants a legacy character like Connor around. He takes too long to explain. He's too redundant. And... Uh, the books that he was in stopped selling, so they are not a proven property. And Damian Wayne is newer and more malleable, and we can sell him better. Uh, also, right. Grant Morrison is still on the payroll, and he made him. So, Thank you know, you. as opposed to, like, the guy who created Connor Kent Superboy. Right, right, right. Um, so there you go. Uh, Cam says, David Goyer's a hack and a clown. Screw that guy. Agreed. So, you know, good luck with that. Um, Thanks. You know, I will say... It's like you're saying good luck to me, basically. Yeah. Uh, I will say Alan Heinberg, who is also working on the show, wrote uh, Avengers The Children's Crusade, which is some of the best comic book retconning in recent... Or in, in classic New Avengers years. I don't want retconning. Oh, I know. I'm just saying that, like, he he's not a bad storyteller. Fine. But uh, David Goyer is, and so... I just... I and just... you can't stop him because, like, he's convinced of his own superiority. But they really should do is have gotten i mean like we'll see because i don't know literally there was an announcement yeah it's like what are we gonna do with that but like they should get like for different like volumes Mm -hmm. or like certain chapters they should get different directors yeah to come in so it has a different feel and like has that shifting nature Mm -hmm. like the book uh yeah Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, from there, I want to talk about Batman Universe because yeah. it's the other Walmart book that they're repackaging as an actual comic book series. Let's do it. Uh, Bendis is Batman. This is the book that everybody was like, I remember hearing two different camps when they announced that Bendis was coming to DC. They were like, oh my God, keep him away from Batman, which you're choking on those words now, aren't you? <laughs> and the other people were like, oh my God, he'd do a good Batman. So now you get to actually read it. Unless you picked up this book like a year ago from Walmart, which I tried to. And every time I picked up a new book, I could barely find any of these books, like any of these stories. Yeah. So like, nice job, DC. Thanks a lot for wasting my money. Well, Um, yeah. I mean, it could be that or it could just be how they, their their whole, you know, system over it. It was very bad. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, it's written by Brian (laughs) McAbenis with art by Nick Darrington. Uh, This issue opens up with this beautiful sequence where you're seeing it from Batman's POV, mm-hmm. which you mentioned, you were like, yeah, because that's what Nick Darrington does. That's what he does. Like, he's just like, hey, I know you wrote that we wanted to do this, but like, I'm going to try this. Yeah, I want to try this. cool with that? Right. And invariably you should be because it's awesome. Um, I loved this issue. I had such a great time reading it. Yeah. Uh, and... If it weren't for Nick Darrington, Nick Darrington is probably 55 to 60% of this issue in terms of why I liked it so much. Really? Uh, the story's cool and fun and the characters are consistent and I really like the back and forth between Batman and Alfred and Alfred is funny without being obvious or like cliche or yeah. forced. Mm-hmm. And Batman's like familiarity with Alfred is genuine as opposed to like, again, forced or abrasive. Yes. Uh, you you can sense the like years of camaraderie and being in the same room with one another yeah. without saying that. Also, there's like this Bendis trope in there that's really well done and I don't know if it's because the art distracts you from it, but like 
Batman's talking to Alfred over the bat radio the entire issue, Mm -hmm. and people keep mistaking him talking to them versus him talking to Alfred. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but it worked this time. Yeah, it was fine. For the most part, I found, I find that kind of thing, like, kind of dumb. And in this case, I found it kind of, like, just fun and charming. Right, and I I think... That's what is the key here is that fun and charmingness, which yeah. is kind of what this adventure has, which I think is why Darrington's arc worked so well. Yes. Because there is something fun and charming to his work. Yeah. Um, while also just being really great to look at. Like, I've gotten to enjoy it in Doom Patrol, which is why when you mentioned he was going to be on that, I was like, is that going to work? Yeah, I remember you being very cautious about it. And I was like, no, I love, he. You're like, you have shown me yeah, how great yeah, yeah. he is. I can't wait to see but, it. But like, what I was worried about was that like he wouldn't be able to do the kind of stuff that I felt made his work just the next level like that yeah. meta-ness um, like in Doom Patrol when um, you know Danny yeah. tells the story via comic books yes. and like comic book covers and like it's incredible but he doesn't even need that here he finds his own way around it obviously mm-hmm. and, I, and I just I think it looks fantastic it, right I'm so glad you agree because I thought this was like one of the best looking Batman comics in a long time. Well, it has like a sense of nostalgia. Yes. And like But a modern but a modern modernity to it. I, I agree with that. A modernity. Yes. If you will. Um and it also has a really great sense of design. Yes. Which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And there are some moments where we see Batman and it has this whole like like lino cut or lino cut mm. feel to it which um you may know is like this kind of like stamping thing that you can do at times but it relies a lot on heavy lines and i was like that's so cool i just i just love it i just yeah. love how that felt uh, i i agree with you about the nostalgia look mm-hmm. but like i said like it, it it look it is modern it doesn't hurt that it's about the riddler yeah uh basically batman is to catch the riddler uh, Riddler sends a riddle. It's pretty obvious and superficial. Batman thinks that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. When he gets there, it's a flash mob of Riddler impersonators who yeah. are all stuntmen. So he's like, ooh, they're stuntmen. That means I can kick their ass. Uh-huh. He chases after the Riddler, and it turns out the Riddler is like afraid, and he's forced into goading Batman using riddles. And so like, there's a mystery afoot, mm-hmm. which is like every best Batman story you could possibly imagine. Yes. Uh, also, goddamn... This book looks so good. Yes. Uh, and like, I, I will drop it when Nick Darrington isn't drawing anymore, <laughs> but I don't think he is because I think they finished it. Like, I think they finished the arc. That's great. So that's it. That's I, I don't know if I get the, the, the title of this book. You know, like Batman Universe. I don't know. But I don't care. Maybe it's, just, they probably titled it that so that considering where it was originally released mm-hmm. to get those who don't read Batman comics to just buy a Batman Yeah, comic. just buy this. Oh, Batman Universe. I love Batman. I want right. to go into his universe. Sure, yeah. why not? And um, uh, his universe, by the way, couldn't look better. Yeah. By the way, like everyone from Nigma to Gordon, like to Batman, uh, yeah. his five o'clock shadow is some of my favorite stuff. Yeah. Just his Batman. Just he looks like... He looks great. He looks like a guy. And it's interesting, his design, like is like not quite the short ears, not quite the long no, ears. No, it's like, a nice little, like, it's something I haven't, I don't see often. Mm-hmm. And so it feels fresh. Yeah. There is like something like not, I'm not saying it looks like this at all, but like just some panels give me like a Brave and the Bold yes, feel. Yes. This book should have been called Batman Brave and the Bold. Absolutely. I had the exact same <laughs> thought. No, I, I had the same thought. That's great. Um, obviously, Bendis can't help himself. He puts Ginny Hex in there, who's a character he created. Uh, oh really yeah oh my god yep he's out of control yep uh yep and he will never not be uh batman sees her for a few seconds and then she leaves the book forever so whatever fine fine i mean like here's the thing even if it hints at the idea of batman dealing with the supernatural you know me i love that because it's just you know batman fish out of water even though he's not because he's done it so many times he just hates it yeah um yeah uh so then batman fights deathstroke the terminator and Mm -hmm. it's an awesome fight and uh you know, things don't go well, and then Green Arrow shows up and saves his ass. Yeah, by the way, what I love about Darrington's work, and also the letterer they got for this, is oh, how yeah. on board they are to incorporate onomatopoeia into the actual artwork, and mm-hmm. not just make it as an overlay, or make it a whole panel thing. Like, it's literally just part of what's happening. Yeah. And like, when he says Green Arrow, he, it does the nostalgia <laughs> thing of it being the logo for Green Arrow. Yes. And I'm like, that's just so fun. Yeah. Um, I really just had a great time reading this, but again, like you said, like a lot of it was due to Darrington. Yes. Um, yeah, the charm is there. Who's legitimately was... a really nice guy. Like right. he's just a no, really true. cool, friendly dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, this book is, 
everything it has everything going for it but if like mikhail yannon had drawn it it would look like it would be like who gives a crap right but who like colored this uh i have to assume it's his usual colorist i'm wondering that because i think that's tamara bond villain mm, here <coughs> pardon me i'm just still getting over this cold it's just horrible oh here go here oh never mind Oh, no, I wanted you to. Never mind. I'll do it. You keep talking. All right. Well, I, it's just for my own edification. I just want sure. to know. No, it's not. It's Dave Stewart. It's a little off. That's why I was wondering. It's not quite. No, but I kind of <laughs> like it. I like. No, I love it. Yeah. Like it looks really, really good. I was like, it's very, wow. it's very vibrant. Yeah, it looks <clears> good. It's actually a little more muted for his work from Doom Patrol. Yeah. But like, I was like, that works. This looks great. I, yeah. I had a good time. Right. A good time was had by me. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. So check it out. Buy it. Um, because it's so good. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You know us, we're not really ones who are big fans of Bendis's Superman. Nope. Um, but we're judging this entirely on its own merit. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, I I liked the story. It was fun. Is it, like, a silly Batman mystery thing? Yeah. Yeah. What else are you reading comics for? <laughs> uh, well, sometimes I like it to have a little more depth. Or oh, like yeah, sometimes. But, like, you but, know, like, and sometimes is... they surprise me with it, but otherwise, you yeah. Yeah. But, like, this is what I like. I'm not saying that Bendis should take over Batman, but, like, I don't mind ba Bendis writing a Batman, like, little mini. Yeah. Sometimes that's what writers do best. Yes. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like guys who are currently on Batman. Uh, Tim Mickleday is helping us out, uh, and Adam Azamoa says, can we get Frank Miller's 300 for the 300th back issues? We've all read 300. Uh, it would just be us talking about it. We also it. all saw it. We all saw it, so we all read it. Because <laughs> it's literally the book. Uh, yeah, like, no, they left out, like, one panel of this and that, and no, 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 Like, it's, it's the same thing, so no. <laughs> Trust me. It, you wouldn't want it. It would just be us being like, yeah, I agree. Like, I agree with myself. You know, that's the, that, like, who wants to watch a comic book show where it's just a bunch of, like, you know, white dudes and a girl talking about the book they read. That's the most obvious thing you could get. So oh, yeah. you don't want that. I'd watch that. You you could everywhere. Just type in comic books on YouTube. You'll it's find true. it. Uh, so let's recommend some books that are coming out this week. We think you should pick up. Ooh, let's do or it. Or at least that we're going to pick up. Yeah. I'm going to check out Jimmy Olsen number one. It's from Matt Fraction. So obviously it's going to be great, but like it's also Jimmy Olsen. So you never know. Uh, but Jimmy Olsen, finally, a 12-issue miniseries is coming out. Uh, I know that this has been teased for a long time. Wow. Um, you know, this is coming out the heels of the Lois Lane book, which we did buy but didn't read because I just couldn't care less about the Superman universe right now. Just couldn't care less. I just love that you bought it, though. You're I like... did. I bought it. I'm like, I'm going to read this. And I just was like, ugh. Well, I, I went to go read it as well. And then, like, I just kept slotting things mm -hmm. over it. Other things I was like, I need, to, I need to do, I need to read this, I need to read this. But I uh, hear it's good. Like, I, it, and it's not by king so it'll be even better also it's not by what's his name bendis so what's know. his name we just talked about him a whole lot what, i know what's right his name? uh the <laughs> moe social club says mr miracle back issues is happening yeah 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 tiffany's gonna do it and uh probably sooner than later I'm not gonna pretend like i'm not like struggling with the idea of having to explain that book to ethan and ben yeah yeah not gonna pretend like that's that the struggle is real folks the struggle is real totally <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh what do you recommend Oh, um, I gotta, I, you know, like, I'm not a big Aquaman person, but, like, lately I've been a big Aquaman person. I know. Um, I just literally can't get enough of Victor Bogdanovic's art, mm -hmm. and kind of digging on what Kelly Sudeconic is doing over there with Aquaman, so I'm gonna say Aquaman 50, um, there is a, it's the year of the villain, so whatever, there's some sort of, like, um, variant that you can get. It'll be a cardstock variant. Ooh. It's kind of cool looking. That is cool. Honestly. It's um, Black Manta. He looks cool. He's, he's a really cool... He's a great in, drawing. He's a great drawing. He's just a cool looking drawing. Um, but I'm really more excited about the content of the book than the outside of the book. Um, so I'm going to check it out. I mean, like, Aquaman just got his memories back. Mera has some, some stuff going on too. She's back. They were dead, but now they're back. Yeah. Uh-oh. And she was pregnant. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. So I am in. <laughs> uh, I'm recommending Silver Surfer Black number two of five from Donny Cates and Trad Moore. Uh, the first issue was fun and interesting. Um, you know, it's it's Donny Cates being like, look at my characters that I created recently. But like at the same time, it's 
a love letter to Stan Lee's favorite character, or right. at least from what he said before. Everyone is Stan Lee's favorite character, but like, uh, it, it's a Silver Surfer book. So if you want to see more Silver Surfer, you got to buy it. But number two, uh, second issue out of five, it's not. You know, if you already bought the first one, you're practically almost finished with the series. By I think now. that's how that works. Well, no, check it out. It's uh, <laughs> the the art is crazy, and it is, the story wild. is neat. Yeah. Um. So you know, and, and it's it it really plays with it. Yeah, and it's cosmic. So if you're looking for something very cosmic. Yeah. I'm okay. sure this won't be the last cameo or surprise character who appears in the series. Sure, right. So, check that out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. Okay. What do you got? Um, in the wake of everything over in print-wise over at DC saying they're going away, Young Animal is still rolling in strong. Yeah, it's what? Just literally they didn't, they didn't Doom Patrol it. just came out, and now Collapser will be coming out. It seems like very indie, so I'm going to check it out. I'm going to give it at least one shot for me. It is only a six-issue mini series. It is a six-issue mini, so like that's cool, um, but like it's about a dude who ends up with a black hole. Like He gets it in the mail. Very Acme of them. <laughs> I'm sure Wiley Coyote sent it to him. But the cover looks neat, and sometimes that's enough to get me to pick up something. So right. I'm going to check it out. That's fair. Uh, I've heard some weird speculation on Captain Marvel number eight, and so I'm going to check it out because okay. apparently there's already like a lot of crap around it. They're basically, they're, they're dropping a new character in this book. And so there's like the speculators market's kind of like picking it up. They're like, oh, Marvel's created a new female superhero character, and they're debuting in Captain Marvel number eight okay. with Kelly Thompson. Uh, I really liked the Amanda Connor covers. Um, I think Amanda Connor was born to draw Carol Danvers. I love her style in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she was born to draw Harley Quinn, but if but in a pinch, she should draw Carol Danvers. <laughs> but if she's over at Marvel, uh, she might as well because uh, <laughs> she's great. Uh, but like, I and I kind of fell off this series, but like, I liked where it was going, so I'm gonna pick it back up and take it as an opportunity to catch back up because you know why not? Okay. And uh, since I don't participate in speculation, that kind of thing. Uh, I will not be buying it in physical, uh, so, you know. There you go. There you go. Um, My last thing is, if you have been getting on the anniversary printings of Sandman, the 30th issue, or 30th anniversary of Volume 10, The Wake, the final of Neil Gaiman's The Sandman is coming out, um, so you can go check that out. That's not counting, like, Overture and the other random things he wrote later on. This is the final of the main series. Yes, the end of Sandman. Yes, yes. So you can go check that out and learn a little bit more about Daniel Hall, kind of. You would have really learned that in The Kindly Ones, but it's fine. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, go ahead. Well, with that in mind, we just want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us. And before we go, uh, I tried out a new thing. Uh, So if you haven't already checked it out, go to Instagram.com slash official. Mm -hmm. I'm trying out this thing. Nobody wants to watch con videos. The con video thing is dead, or at the very least, like uh, unless you're just starting out and you're trying them out in which case i think it's really valuable to try to do because it teaches you a lot about like working with other people and talking to them and interpersonal relationships and where how to set up a shot and how to deal with the sound and mm-hmm. bringing cam lugging camera equipment to con like to conventions uh we don't need to do that anymore it turns out we never really did but it helped us learn a lot mm-hmm. um but like the con video you know like oh look at the comics look at the toys look at the walls look at these characters yeah like the cosplayers i feel like that video is kind of is 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 absolutely the dodo on this channel. You will not be seeing any more of those videos on YouTube. But I feel like there might be an audience for that kind of thing. And you can make like a minute and a half, two minute long video where it's just like, hey, look at me at the con. Look at us at the show. Mm -hmm. Look at this kind of fun thing. Fly on the wall stuff. I like that when I need to like peek into what a con's going to be all about. Yeah. And so we're trying that out over on the Instagram uh, account through IGTV. uh, Instagram TV. See, they still use the TV. That's why I used it because it's evergreen. Sure. That's why Comic Pop TV on Twitch.tv. All right. But uh, yeah, uh, but over over there, I launched the first of hopefully more. We'll see what happens, how it's viewed. Uh, I went over to Denver Comic Con like last month, and I shot this like I had nothing to do in the last day. Legitimately, I my plane left at six. The con started at ten. It took a forty five minutes to get to the airport. I had nothing to do. Right. So right. I shot like a lot of B roll with my phone. And I, like, finally sat down today, cut it all together in a premiere, and made a little video about it. Nice. And threw it up on Instagram.tv, or Instagram TV, IGTV. 
So if you go to our, our our Instagram channel, you can watch that video and see if it's like something you might enjoy. If you do, I have an I have like a two or three year old Baltimore Comic Con video that I can cut together, which will be perfect for that kind of format. Nice. So anyway, I just thought it would be kind of fun. Also, uh, if you like this channel and you want to help us out, watch the Comic Pop Draws episode. It's a lot of fun. Expand your horizon. See what's going on. It's only like ten minutes. Yeah, I keep it really short. It's uh, so fun. Similarly, you should also check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash comic See what the rewards are. Something you might be interested in. You don't have to do it. I'm never going to make it like a paywall kind of thing. But uh, you get early you access and updates and stuff like that. And just recently, uh, some people just received some special primo comic pop boxes full of stuff from the office. Nice. So uh, if, that's a, if that appeals to you, check it out. Otherwise, we'll see you here on this channel. I'm Sal. I'm Timothy. Don't forget Wait. to... What? They're super chats. Oh, crap. Uh, Algy Try says, take my money for being cool. Thank you for being cool yourself, nice. Algy. Uh, Meow Nyan says, card captors Sakura for back issues. Lol, please and thank you. <laughs> no, but thank you very much for the suggestion. Uh, Multi Cheerio, do you have any Nightwing books to recommend? Uh, if you're ever interested in Nightwing, I highly recommend the Elseworlds book, New World Order, I think it's called, uh, but especially and more importantly, the the first arc like that Chuck Dixon run, uh, check that out if you want to if you want to like Nightwing. Uh, Sexy Skeletor says Grant doesn't care if they use Damien. He specifically killed him off so other writers wouldn't have to deal with him. Tomasi's who brought him back. Uh, actually, I believe editorial brought him back, and Tomasi <laughs> was the hired gun that did so. And yes, Grant Morrison did in fact deliberately kill Damien. But what he fails to understand, or what he fails to articulate to his biggest fans, is that what he did was he created Damien, okay? And when you create a character at DC or Marvel, and they're the direct offspring of one of your premier characters, that character's never going to stay dead and never gonna stay out of the limelight. So as much as Grant Morrison thought that by creating him and then a couple years later killing him was going to make him go away that, that first of all that has you he would have to be delusional to think that was going to happen second of all he'd have to be lying to say that that was the intent from the beginning so trust me when i tell you that no he was never intending for damien to be gone forever yes tomasi was the first one to bring him back no that was not going to be the last time you ever saw damien uh, also, Eddie Eckerberg says, I also support a, car a card capture Sakura package. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I, you know what? All right. If this episode gets like a... No, I'm not even going to... No, I don't know enough about it. We'd have to get somebody to come in who actually knows anything. You don't know anything about card capture Sakura? Why would I know anything about that? I know nothing about that. Cultural phenomenon. I'm sorry, but I don't. It's not for me. But the cloud card. I don't even know what that means, but uh, you know, Just help, saying. Help, uh, if, <laughs> if if like Ethan or Tiffany are like our closet card captor fans, <laughs> then you will see that episode. Uh, by the way, Lemon Peace says Blue Marvel back issues. That'd be really cool if. It, Maybe. If they make like a Blue Marvel show or movie, then yes. If not, when we hit like 400, 500,000 subscribers, then you will see it. <laughs> but like, we're trying to stay alive. <laughs> so, you know, we need to make Batman videos. I'm sorry. It, it, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. But I love Blue Marvel. I think he's a great character. And I would, you know, I want to do books like 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 Captain America Black and White or uh, yeah, red, yeah. red, White and Black. Like, I want to do those kinds of books. Um, Blue Marvel's a cool one. You know, I would love to do Al Ewing's uh, Ultimates, but it's just like, it's harder to do. So, you know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys. <laughs>